0: Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast, all about reinventing your health with safer, cheaper, more effective natural solutions and powerful lifestyle changes so that you become the CEO of your health. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder. Earlier this year, I had the opportunity to survey 5,000 women over the age of 40 and i asked what was their most disruptive symptoms that were related to perimenopause and menopause now the number 1 issue i wonder if you can guess was unexplained stubborn weight gain number 2 was sleep disruption or sleep issues and number 3 was feeling tired now if you want to know number 4 it was night sweats and hot flashes And let's be honest, the struggle is real with all four of these for sure as we navigate our mid to late 40s into our 50s. Now the first three I find show up over and over and over again when I ask women what they want to address immediately and I totally get it. Maybe you're currently in your 40s or your 50s and have noticed that your body composition and metabolism has shifted and you're not exactly sure why. But have a feeling it's tied to hormone changes and fluctuations of perimenopause and menopause. And I want you to know that the answer is mostly yes. Your reproductive hormones like progesterone, estrogen, and testosterone are definitely playing a role. They are especially mixing things up a bit. But there are even bigger players involved that are hormones, just not our reproductive hormones, which I will be getting to today in this Friday's Q&A episode. Now, if you find yourself feeling discouraged, tired at times, and feeling like you're not exactly sure what to do or what is going on, you are not alone. Every woman at some point in her life goes through a period of wondering, what happened to my energy? Or struggles to get into a pair of jeans that she was able to get into literally just a month before. Now, I've been there myself when I was struggling with exhaustion and unexplained weight gain, and I was desperate for a solution. Honestly, anything that didn't require a pharmaceutical with side effects. And through trial and error and digging into the research, I not only addressed my hormonal imbalances, but I got my energy back, I lost the stubborn weight, and I finally just felt like myself again. Clearly there was a lot of other side benefits that happened that attributed to me just feeling like me again. And I'm here to share these protocols and remedies with you today so that you can feel like your body is back on track, so that you can rock your dreams with boundless energy and happiness. But before I dive into what is really going on cuz I'm super excited to dive into that. I want to share a little bit about this little habit I've been doing that has been giving me an extra energy boost every single day. Now, I believe that although we got to fix the underlying issues that create low energy and fatigue, we also deserve to celebrate little mini wins that can give us energy boosts and I'm always looking for effective and easy ways to boost my energy levels and to give myself a little added antioxidant help as well because I know that that helps my energy levels. So recently I added Organifi's green juice to my morning routine and oh my goodness, what a game changer. This organic green juice is made up of 11 superfoods and designed to boost energy levels and naturally detoxify the body, which you know I love. This is the first thing that I've been doing every single morning with a 16 ounce glass of water. It takes 30 seconds or less to make, and then I sip on it before I have breakfast. Now, since I've been drinking this green juice for several months now, I have noticed that I'm more focused, more productive, literally all day long, and I don't have any energy slumps, especially after 4 p.m., especially pregnant right now. Plus, it's easy to travel with on the go. And because I've been loving this product so much, Organify has given me an awesome promo code to use and to also pass along to you so that you can add to your morning routine for more added energy. So the promo code is just Dr. Marisa, lowercase, and you get 15% off the entire order. Um, you just go to Organify.com slash Dr. Marisa, and we will have it in the show notes for this episode 237. So I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. It has been such a staple part of my morning routine. All right, now let's dive into the truth behind stubborn weight gain and low energy levels. The first step is understanding what is really going on with your body so that you can make a plan moving forward. What I know to be true is that your body wants to get back on track, especially your metabolism and your metabolic hormones because they are the driver of energy and cellular production inside of your body. The short answer to this is that we're dealing with some degree of inflammation. And inflammation could be caused by lifestyle and then also shifts and changes inside of the body as well, which I will get deeper into. The other players are your hormones because at the end of the day, they are relaying messages. They are the messengers for your metabolism to actually work. And if those messages, for some reason, are crosswired and they're going to the wrong place or they're not being received, we're going to see a slowdown in metabolism. We're gonna see a slowdown in energy expenditure, mitochondrial production, and cellular longevity. So we wanna make sure that we're addressing these two big players when it comes to unexplained weight gain and a decrease in energy levels. So let's start with the hormones involved in regulating our metabolism and how they become deregulated and start to slow down our metabolism and even cause visceral belly fat. And not just that, but also fat around the organs. So 90% of the time, I find that one of the main hormones that is completely whacked out is cortisol, which can have a massive, massive implication on other hormones in the body as well because it's a major, major player in how we function every single day. Your body makes cortisol in response to stress. And it does a lot of other things besides that. Cortisol, it helps to regulate the immune system. It helps you wake to wake you up in the morning. It has a lot of different jobs. But the biggest job, the one that's probably the most encompassing, is it is managing your stress response system. That's the biggest piece. And when we're dealing with stress, whether it's chemical, physical, emotional, mental, I mean, there's all kinds of stresses, your cortisol output can be off as a result. Now, higher deregulated cortisol levels can wreak havoc over time, depleting your happy brain chemicals like serotonin and dopamine, robbing you of sleep. Think about that wired and tired feeling that you have or that mental chatter before you're going to bed, or even waking up at like midnight or three o'clock in the afternoon. Cortisol, cortisol, cortisol. Cortisol also makes you store fat, especially in your belly. High cortisol is likewise linked to fatigue, food addiction, sugar cravings, brain fog, and the list goes on and on. Now, chronic stress created by modern life not only activates the stress response system, which is also known as the hypothalamic-pituitary-adrenal axis, but it also turns on like stranger danger survival mechanisms inside of the body. And those are big SOS signals that go everywhere especially your metabolism. Because honestly, if you were being chased by a stranger right now, if you felt like your life was threatened, you need your metabolic reserves to kick on so that you can either fight or flight or flee. I mean, really, that's what it comes down to. That's how your metabolism gets caught up in this because your metabolism is directly correlated to your survival. You need that energy source to escape the danger, even if there really isn't any danger at all. Now this feedback loop can lead to systemic and metabolic inflammation over time if we keep kicking it into high gear. And for most of us, we kick it into high gear a lot. The physical toll caused by increased levels of chronic stress can be extensive. The activation of the stress response system changes the way the body responds to short-term stress, including cortisol expenditure, and increase in blood glucose and free fatty acids. Again, those are energy reserves that we need to leverage in case there is a major emergency. Your body just doesn't know the difference between a major emergency and you getting in a fight with your partner. It has no idea how to manage that any differently. So to kind of paint the picture of what's going on, when we are in stressed like a stress state chronically, which for a lot of us, especially this year, we've definitely ratcheted up the stress response system to a point where we're probably dealing with some level of chronic stress and chronic fatigue. These mount and ultimately become very harmful. So considering the following from the Journal of Hormones in 2009, chronic stress can lead to overeating co-elevation of cortisol and insulin, the suppression of certain anabolic hormones like testosterone. This state of metabolic distress in turn promotes abdominal visceral belly fat, abdominal organ fat. Both the stress response system and the accumulation of this abdominal fat can promote a series of systemic inflammation and oxidative stress, which leads to cellular inflammation. Now over time, the stress response system can completely burn out become down-regulated, then you have a lack of stamina, a tendency to hold a negative point of view, catch colds more frequently, maybe you're having a lot of mood swings, you may experience thyroid problems, and ultimately begin to feel exhausted and sleep-deprived. Those are all kind of the ramifications of when our body is just dealing with way too much systemic stress. And if that is being poured on on a daily basis because you've got kids at home when you're trying to do a Zoom call or you're fighting with your spouse or you're dealing with an in-law or you're late for work, or whatever, or you're stressed because of finances, or you're in social media and it's just angering you to no end. All of these are constantly stirring that pot. And unfortunately, your body just doesn't know how to pretend like it's not a big deal. It responds as if it's truly an emergency. So what's important is that we've got to address this piece. We've got to address the elephant in the room, which is the stress response system and cortisol because cortisol has so many massive implications in the body. It can affect our reproductive hormones. It can affect our thyroid. And most important, it co-elevates insulin levels, which can lead to a series of comorbidities, things like cardiovascular disease, diabetes, obesity, dementia, and the list goes on and on and on. So, What I've learned is that any other attempts at fixing hormones will likely fail long-term if this wayward stress response system is not addressed. So what I wanna just share is a simplified protocol for becoming more objective about your stressors, balancing cortisol in women. This also can apply to men. And just note that all suggestions are proven in randomized trials. It's the best evidence that we have right now. So first thing is if you're feeling stressed, have someone that you can talk with, right? If it's a therapist or it's a best friend or it's a family member, someone that you can kind of, you know, unload. We have we have a saying within my friend group, it's called spring cleaning, where we hold out an imaginary bucket and we just let someone just dump all their crap into the imaginary bucket. And it's not our job to say anything or give advice. It's just our job to kind of carry the bucket for the spring cleaning so that they can just purge all that stuff out. And I cannot tell you how powerful this technique is. Sometimes you just need to get all that stuff out of you or even maybe scream at a tree or scream at a pillow, right? Move that energy out. Next is practice self-care. I talk so much about this on the show, whether it's journaling or gratitude journaling or it is using essential oils or breath work or meditation or a walk outside in nature. I mean, honestly, getting where you fit in, whatever feels good to you for me as of recent is taking a lot of lukewarm to warm baths with a lot of Epsom salts and essential oils. This mama has been needing so many baths recently. I've been averaging like one every other day, even if I'm just in there for 10 minutes. It just seems to just melt my struggles and my tiredness. Being 32 weeks pregnant, the struggle is real. (laughs) And so that's just been my little mini self-care and it takes literally 15 minutes to run the bath, be in the bath, get out of the bath. So that feels good to me. Using calming essential oils. You know I'm a major fan for essential oils lavender, clary sage, bergamot, jasmine, rose, cedarwood, frankincense. There's so many really great oils to use out there. Limit alcohol and caffeine. Try to switch to green tea. I'm drinking a little iced decaf green tea right now because it contains L-theanine, which helps to reduce stress levels without feeling sedated. If your symptoms are not resolving, I also recommend adaptogenic herbs. Some of my favorites are ashwagandha, ginseng, rhodiola, holy basil. And then my two favorite supplements that I think are daily daily supplements to take that I personally carry in my essentially whole store and I take every single day is number 1 Adrenal Love which addresses the stress response system and energy expenditure so it helps to boost energy expenditure. It contains ashwagandha, rhodiola, other adaptogenic herbs and important mitochondrial cofactors to address cortisol and energy production. And then the other one I take every single night before I go to bed which is magnesium restore. It is a chelated by magnesium glycinate, which is super absorbable and oh my gosh, it is like a godsend. So, it's powerful for energy levels and reducing stress. But I take it at night because it just eases that mental chatter along with essential oils and it helps me get to sleep and helps to make sure that my digestive system is moving like a fine-tuned machine. So, I will have the link to both of those amazing supplements inside of the show notes for episode 237 in case you want to check them out now i have covered one of the biggest drivers of fatigue and unexplained weight gain but i also want to address the other hormone players that are definitely playing a role in our 40s and our 50s The next big one up to bat is insulin. And I recently did an entire episode on this topic, which was called the number one hormone to watch out for at 40 plus. Hint, it's not estrogen, it was insulin. And this was for episode 223. Now I break it down. Everything you need to know about insulin, everything you know about insulin testing, it's a full like 20, 25 minute episode. It gives you the full rundown, but I cannot emphasize enough how much insulin is overlooked and how it is literally the linchpin for so much that goes wrong in our metabolism. So in a nutshell, Insulin is a fat storage hormone, especially when it becomes resistant in the body. Now insulin resistance or an insulin block means that your cells, which are supposed to be able to take in extra blood glucose from the blood so that your body can leverage it for food and mitochondrial energy and ATP. But what happens is if when you cannot do that, so when insulin is flooding the body, flooding the system for a number of reasons, one of which is too much stress, your liver then has to convert glucose into fat. So many of us are experiencing insulin resistance in our late 30s, 40s, into our 50s, potentially. Some of us could be struggling with prediabetes and not even know it, but it's important to note that insulin resistance is usually the cause for metabolic inflammation, brain fog, weight gain, and sugar addictions. Like some of the main signs and symptoms that you could have insulin resistance is those things right there. Now, what's more important, as I mentioned earlier, is when your stress response system is activated or overactivated, again, after a fight with your partner, or you're rushing off to the next meeting, or you have kids in the back background, on a business call, any and all the things that could be happening in your life every single day. When the survival system is activated, immediately cortisol is released because we need to manage the emergency, even though there isn't really an emergency. And cortisol then signals its bestie, which is insulin. So insulin is then released from your pancreas to push more sugar into the cells in case you need to actually run like literally like sprint out the door. Over time, this causes even more insulin resistance because your cells are like, what is going on? Why is there so much insulin everywhere? I'm gonna shut this thing down because it sounds like stranger danger to the cells. The cells are seeing way too much insulin inside of the bloodstream. They start to wonder, what is happening something must be wrong we're shutting the system down and that then creates further insulin resistance now the dangerous thing about insulin resistance is that it is driving metabolic dysfunction which can lead to dementia cardiovascular disease type 2 diabetes and obesity now when it comes to insulin the most important thing is well to measure it i always say oprah says know your numbers and i say know your numbers as early as your 30s, and be checking it annually along with fasting blood glucose and hemoglobin A1c. I'm telling you, one of the biggest epidemics that we have in this country is insulin resistance and type 2 diabetes. But there's so much that is tied to, even if it's not type 2 diabetes, let's just speak into metabolic dysfunction. There's a lot going on there. So we want to make sure that we keep this in check. So how to get insulin back in check so that you have metabolic resilience and burn fat instead of sugar, because ultimately we want to be burning that excess energy, those triglycerides. We don't want to be sugar burners because then we never burn the stored energy that we actually have. So the first way that we do that is to lift weights because you're increasing muscle mass. Now, here's the kicker. Muscle is literally a sponge for glucose. And once glucose is in the muscle, you are good to go. It can't leave. So we wanna get as much glucose into your muscles as possible. And as we get older, we tend to start to lose muscle mass. So the more that we can create it, the more that we can regulate our glucose levels and our insulin levels. Next is focus on increasing protein for muscle synthesis and reduce simple sugars like carbs, specifically grains, sugar, sugar substitutes, dairy, and gluten. Healthy fats, these are the foods I want you to eat. Healthy fats, fiber in the form of veggies and protein are key to regulating insulin levels. And another thing to consider if you haven't started it already is some gentle intermittent fasting. Now this will not only improve your metabolism, but also boost energy levels and help your cells clean up shop to reduce cellular inflammation. Because yes, there's gunk in your cells and if they don't have time to clean things up, it's called cell apoptosis, then we end up seeing mutations and all kinds of weird stuff that goes on with your cells. So when you do intermittent fasting, you give your cells time to sweep up and get rid of any gunk that is inside the cells. Now, I recommend starting a fast, an intermittent fast, maybe two to three times a week or four times a week, doing a 14-hour fast, and that basically just breaks down to you stop eating at 7 p.m., and then you eat breakfast the next morning at 9 a.m. So it's super, super easy to start, and if you can get up to five days a week, then oh my gosh, what a big game change it can make for you. Now the next hormone that I'm gonna cover is our thyroid hormone, also known as T3. Now your thyroid acts as the gas pedal of your metabolism managing how fast or slow you burn calories. When the thyroid is sluggish, it can cause weight gain, fluid retention, hair loss or thinning, depression, constipation, and many, many other problems. And many times women are misdiagnosed and told that they're just experiencing perimenopause and menopause, It's actually the biggest misdiagnosis in women in their 40s and their 50s. And what's really going on is that their thyroid is completely deregulated, it's not working properly, we don't have enough thyroid hormone getting to every single cell in the body. It's like one of the only hormones that literally binds to every single cell in the body because it's driving cellular metabolism. Now I always recommend, again, know your numbers, get your thyroid check started in your late 30s, if not sooner, make sure that they run the full panel thyroid stimulating hormone free and total t3 and t4 along with antibody testing to rule out any autoimmunity your thyroid could be low or off due to an autoimmune issue nutrient deficiencies and or gut issues i find that cutting gluten grains dairy and sugar can really make a massive difference in boosting thyroid production that's why those foods are not in my diet anymore and i also as you know i've had hajimoto's and low thyroid function And I have several episodes devoted to thyroid issues here on the podcast if you want to really, really get into the details of how to address thyroid issues. So the last question I just want to answer today is how do I start to reset my hormones or jumpstart my metabolism? That's the question I get most is can I do this through diet alone? And the best way to get your hormones back on track and to lose that stubborn weight is to correct those hormonal imbalances with how you eat, movement, especially resistance training, creating rituals to address stress and overwhelm, and then address those nutrient deficiencies through targeted supplementation. Again, start with the mindset, because if you don't believe that you deserve to be well, you aren't going to focus on healing your body. Self-care is built into eating, moving, rituals, And they are powerful tools to getting your body back on track. Next is you gotta change the way that you eat and drink, right? We gotta remove those processed foods, those grains, gluten, dairy, sugars, even consider eliminating coffee and alcohol for 14 days to really give your body a reset. It's amazing what 14 days can do for you. And then targeted exercises. Again, important to not do too much cardio. You wanna tone those muscles, build those muscles, and that's all about weightlifting and resistance training. But luckily, you can literally use your own body weight to do this, and there's so many different ways to make that happen. And then lastly, take targeted supplementation to improve your hormone levels. Here's a few of my favorites that I find that most women are deficient in. Magnesium glycinate methylated B vitamins, selenium, iron, zinc, vitamin D, and adaptogenic herbs like holy basil, ginseng, ashwagandha, and rhodiola. And a lot of these can be found in the adrenal blood blend that I spoke about earlier. Now, if you are finally ready to boost your metabolism, increase your energy levels, and get deep restful sleep without the side effects, because I don't want the side effects, I have a feeling you don't either. I do have a hormone supplement guide that can help to get you started to address those nutrient deficiencies. And I will have the link in the show notes for this. It's drmarisa.com supplements. And if you're like, enough is enough. I'm ready for a powerful transformation. I want to improve and boost my metabolism. I'm ready to go in and clean up shop. I just want my body to work the way that it used to. I always invite you to check out my 14-day detox that's specifically designed to boost your metabolism, decrease inflammation, and heal your gut and liver. It's amazing what you can do in just 14 days to shift and heal your body, boost your metabolism, improve your insulin levels, and get your energy back. Now here's a little powerful testimonial I wanted to share very quickly from Marilyn. So one of my detoxers who literally just finished the program earlier this week, she sent an email to us, which was so, so sweet. Here's what she had to say. I came to Dr. Marisa feeling burned out, tired, and overweight. I was overwhelmed. On the detox, I lost nine pounds. I finally fixed my horrible insomnia that my sleep specialist could not fix. I loved the program so much. I did it for 14 more days and lost six more pounds. So it looks like she did it for almost 30 days. And Dr. Snyder's protocols changed my life. So I just wanted to share that with you because we get those testimonials every single day. It's amazing what 14 days or even more if you decide you want to continue can do for you. I will have both the links to the top hormone supplement guide and the detox in the show notes. But if you want to go just to the detox, it's just drmarisa.com slash detox. Thank you so much for stopping by and listening into the Essentially You podcast. On the next episode, it's all about quieting that inner critic and how to overcome fear and unconscious bias in order to heal your body and live your best life. As I mentioned earlier on the show, this podcast is all about serving you and I'm really always excited to get your questions and to hear from you what you're loving so far on the podcast. I hope this episode just brought a lot of light into what's going on. Goodness knows when we don't know what's happening with our body, it really stinks. And I hope that you have more clarity today to take the kind of action that feels really good to you. Until the next episode, I hope you're having a wonderful day. Bye.